it's Jess and Tony with Singling Podcast. Where we talk about our good, bad, and sometimes funny views on the single life. Funny or ugly news on the single life, like me right now. Well, mostly funny, but I today is kind of a sad day, right? It's a little sad. Okay. Well, tell, me, tell our listeners about it. So this is super fresh. Um, I actually... You know, me and our golfers, hashtag Uber, right? Uber, Uber guy, um, we broke up today, this wow. morning, just a few hours ago. Wow. Yeah, it kind of came like as a shock, you know, right when I'm starting to bring down my walls, I think things yeah. are going smooth. Well, you guys just barely started dating. I mean, yeah, like been, you barely made it official. Yeah, it's been maybe like a month of, you know, right. exclusive dating, I would say, just with each Aww. other. So how do you feel? Are you I'm sad. sad. Yeah. I am sad. So, I, how did it go down? Tell me how. Give me some background here. What? How? How? It didn't just happen. Like no. Um. Well, so he was out of town last week, and mm-hmm. then he got back and saw me the first day he got back, which was great. And then, I I I think that I'm a smart woman, right? Like mm-hmm. I have a good intuition. And well, you, we we went to lunch yesterday, you and I, and you actually were bringing up some things that you you were like getting a little worried about the relationship like it's not that i was getting worried i'm just not dumb like i felt something change right you felt there was something that changed and you 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 brought that up and i was like jess relax you thought i was freaking crazy i did i'm like you're literally going crazy right now. yeah like i was stage five clinger and i'm like what is happening i'm not stage five clinger but no uh i could tell that you know in, when we first started seeing each other, he wanted to see me every single night. Mm-hmm. Every night he wanted to know where I was, where I was, what I was doing, and like, do you want to hang out? And it was almost like too much. Right. He, he wanted to come over. It was like four nights in a row. I'm like, whoa, this is happening way too fast. Right. Well, then the tables just kind of churned. I asked, hey, what, what are you doing? To-? I don't know. I just felt like it was slower and slower. He wasn't coming and he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to stay he was, in. But uh, he was out of town, right? And then he right. got back. So he wasn't even back very long. Yeah. So, so. I, I, of course, m- not making excuses, but I'm like, of course, he wants to like probably get back into routine, mm-hmm. get all these things. So there was two sides of me wondering, am I just being a, a crazy person right now? Right. Which is what I thought. It, yeah. Or is there really some underlying issues? Because normally, like I could feel that he wanted me all the time. Right. Like he craved me. Okay. Well, then... Th- I was it text that he like did he send you like little texts all the time like I'm thinking of you miss you was he yeah, and all that, that was did normal. that stop or no, was that that, that was all normal okay. so it was what not changed, coming though? to what see me what was the thing that changed he wasn't wanting to come see me at night oh. and that's a big diff like that's that's everything yeah. you know like he he wanted to stay in and sleep in his own bed which is 100% fine like if I could feel feel that I wanted to be on the same page as we're on the same page. I don't need you to sleep in my bed every night. Right. And I don't need to sleep with you every night. I just need to make sure that we're on the same page. Like I feel comfortable with this. Yeah. And I felt a little uneasy about it, but I was telling myself all the things that girls do, you know, yeah. excuses or this, or like he's getting in routine, like don't be crazy. And but, but um, here's the thing. Most people don't pick up on that kind of stuff as quickly as you did. I mean, it's literally you've, figured this out in like days like not even a week right yeah not even so that's why i thought you were crazy remember yesterday i'm like you're stage five clinger just relax everything's fine but you knew something was up which is actually i mean impressive me yeah impressive exactly because most people me i wouldn't figure it out i'd be like three months down the road going what happened i didn't see this coming (laughs) right you know i think i have a good intuition on golfer and that's why I let him in and I started, you know, bringing down my walls mm-hmm. and it was hard. Like, I don't want to cry right now, but it's, it's definitely, uh-huh. um, well, you're the first, this is, by the way, I'm speaking about this 
right now live on on the air. I haven't even talked to like a best friend about it. Right. I figured I'd share this with my listeners because I think this is raw and this is real and this is yeah. You know, people can take it's therapeutic this. though. This is good. You got to get it out. It you is. Get the I, feelings out. It is, and I think that it's good for our listeners to hear this. This is all about dating, right? Mm-hmm. Every re- I think that every relationship we take something from it and we learn from it, and I can definitely take a lot from this relationship and learn from it and move on. I'm going to be fine. Duh. We all know that I'm going to move on. I have no doubt. (laughs) Exactly. I'll move on this weekend. I think I'm just sad as in I, I'm almost mad at myself because I feel that I brought down my walls finally that I had up this Mm -hmm. whole time and I started slowly bringing them down and then this happens and it's like, why did I do that to myself? Right. But at the same time, I think it's so good that I did. Because yeah. I need to. And the only way I can ever find somebody is if I do. Yeah. And so I, I, I feel like I learned a lot from this. You did. Yeah. And, and I think that does suck when you do bring down the walls because we all have to do that at some point. And then y- this happens and then you kind of, it scares you. And then you, th- it makes it harder the next time to bring down those walls because you, you, you see like, well, you think in your mind maybe, well, was the fact that I opened up and brought down my walls the reason why it didn't work out? You know, sometimes you think there's that cause and effect thing there. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to do and what I'm going to strive for is not to do that and not have my walls up so high in the first place. You know, like I was, I'm so independent. I come across all the time independent and I know that I'm intimidating for a lot of guys. And I think that what I liked about this guy too is he didn't seem intimidated. He didn't seem intimidated by the podcast. He didn't right. seem intimidated that I was sharing my entire Despite world. Despite the fact that you burned him on the podcast yeah, on a regular basis. Yeah, how many basis, times, right? Yeah. right? I dated so many guys when right. I was still dating, like the early stages of dating him. And, and he stuck around and I liked that. And he was sweet and brought me coffee. And like, I yeah. know I'm going to miss him like just a little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cry. But I think that it's good like right. this is so good now, because how many red flags did i have about this guy well like, we talked really? about that remember we talked how about how many? we compromise some of those things in our you know the the, the won't do's and must haves and those things we you know when we meet someone we like we sometimes overlook those things like the cat for example or or that he was cheap or like wanted to live in the wilderness one day right like, right he I was a survivalist live, and i don't want to live devil. in the wilderness like that doesn't seem fun but i was open to all of these things because i i feel that a relationship is never at 100 percent. i feel that you're gonna have to give a little and take a little and uh, maybe later in a little bit we're gonna find out more about this but i'm a i'm an optimist right and so uh, he told me that he was only 95% there and that there was 5% missing and that 5% would probably come up in about a year from now. And that that's kind of bizarre to me, by the way, that he's, you know, giving you these like statistics on how he feels like it. I think it's good. He was being very honest and I appreciate his honesty and I'm glad that he said it now. I guess the difference, I was only at 85%, which I find kind of funny. But <laughs> I just think the whole thing's funny that you can put a number on it, right? Well, yeah, because I, well, if you want to say, I just don't think, I guess I had no expectations. So I didn't look at it as, am I going to be at this guy from a year from now right. or two years from now? I was looking at it in the moment and I just wanted to enjoy the moment and not stress about a year from now because I think if, if it's going to work out, it's going to work out, right? Right. If, if you put... Uh, you know, put somebody in a box with all these check marks and okay, are they checking this box and this box and this box? You're never really going to find the one. 
person that covers all of those things. Yeah. Everybody's going to have a flaw here or there. And maybe I'm wrong. We'll ha- we're we're going to get to that in a little bit. Well, but what do you think? Uh, well, here's the thing. So this is the first. Like, is it safe to say that since you're divorced, this is the first guy that you really truly, I'm not going to say loved, but liked a lot? Yeah. Heavy like. The first definitely. one. Heavy like. First one. Right. Well, you remember the first, the very first guy who had a girlfriend. Oh, but that's we, we, right. Right. And I did like him, but not like this. No, like this, not like this. this. Was, yeah. This you was didn't different. cry over that guy. No, that I know of. Not even close. Okay, right. So this is it. This is this is guy number one after a bit, you know, the divorce, which is a huge deal in your life. And you meet this guy, you finally let your walls down, and and then you know you get hurt. And it doesn't. Well, and I think too why I was at eighty five percent is like I knew it's the first guy after my divorce. Like, mm-hmm. what are the odds that the he rebound would, guy as we like not to rebound, but no? like what not are the, the rebound guy? I don't think so. Not, okay. No, I already had a rebound oh, guy. Okay. I already dated at twenty guys. I, I more think that what are the odds that he's like the the very first one? Like there was going to be bumps in the road. We didn't even get in a fight yet. Yeah. Like could Can we I at least like got in a fight? He's going to be back. I don't think this is over. I, I really I do. don't. I mean, I, I think, do you know me, I think Tony? for How you, well you know it me? might be, but I think he's coming back around. I don't think that he's going to let you go just like that. I think he really liked you. He did. Definitely. He really, I mean, he brought me coffee. Like how sweet is he? Right. <laughs> So I don't but think I just, we've seen the end of this. Yet. A lot of times you can't come back from things like this. And I, and I won't come back from things like this. Well, you know, me. Okay, I do know you. And that's the sad part is that maybe you should give it some time and see where it, what happens. Right. No. But anyway, um, well, that's should, that. So yeah. I, you, know, you know, what's funny about this is the entire podcast. We said, you know, this is when we're going to start dating this guy and we'll break up all on the podcast. And I knew it, like I called it. Maybe it's my fault. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't think this soon. I thought maybe like six months. Wow. Then I would, then he'd be like, oh, well, the kids way too much. Yeah. Well, OK, so here's what you need. You need not we need an expert and we happen to have one, right? We do. We have a we dating need, expert. You need help from a dating <laughs> expert. And we have one standing by on the phone ready to help you. I'm so very tell excited. us about her. So uh, Laura, she is single in the city, actually in Canada. So yep. thank Laura you so Balada. much for uh, calling in to us and being my coach right now. I know yep. that you are an author, a matchmaker, dating expert, and we'll get into all about your expertise here. But welcome, Laura. Yes. Can you hear us, Laura? Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So, How are you doing today? Well, I know you're a little sad. Sorry about the little uh, breakdown there for a second, but you know, I'm a, I'm a strong girl. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. Jess is doing not and, so great. Yeah, and I was listening in, and yeah. that could have been one of the issues. You might have been too strong because I just relating to myself. When I was dating, a lot of guys had a hard time. Uh, I, I was having a hard time meeting someone because I am such a strong woman. I am so independent. And I, I would always let it be known, and I always had a lot going on. And because I run these dating company, or a, a dating company, and I was always running these events, um, uh, you know, I, it, it's almost intimidating to guys. And I, I think, like you're saying, that you talk about men on your podcast, right? Like about mm-hmm. your dating all the time. But dates. that's why I liked this guy so much because it didn't intimidate but, him. But, but right. But, but maybe you but did then, without him no, letting you know, because right. guys hold a lot of this stuff in and he might have still yes. felt intimidated without actually letting you know that. Yeah, guys do not want to hear about your past boys who you've been with. They don't want to have to picture you in bed with someone else. They don't want to hear it. Um, I, I remember, you know, I used to make my guys jealous 
by not even knowing I was doing it, but I would, you know, every time some guy would, would look at me or try to pick me up, I'd go home and tell my boyfriend, oh, this guy tried to pick me up today thinking, you know, uh, he's going to think I'm greater than I am. But what I was doing was I was making him insecure. Oh, you know, that's a great point. I was creating this monster (laughs) because he he never trusted, he didn't trust me. But I learned from that, right? And that's an important thing in dating is learn from your past, learn from your mistakes, and don't do them again. So now, yes, I might get hit on by a guy, but I don't run home to my boyfriend and say, oh, guess that guy was like, guess what? That guy was trying to pick me that's up today. Not saying that point. you do that. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't help when I have a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. This is not a, right. And it's, it's not good. Dating. <laughs> exactly. Right. I think that my game is officially ruined. I'm just going to die an old single woman by myself. Well, just don't let any of these <laughs> no, guys know you have no. a podcast. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I know that I'm, I know I'm a catch. I know that I'm going to meet somebody who loves me. I'm not even, I'm not concerned about any of that. I wasn't even, Laura, I wasn't even looking for a relationship at all. And this guy just fell upon me and slowly it just happened and it was turning into something more than. I ever even wanted it to, but it felt good and I liked it and I'm happy for it to know what I was missing. You know, now I feel more open. What what, what was, had he been really hurt in the past or what was? Well, I just, you know, I didn't, one thing that I, why I say like the 85% is like the communication. I didn't talk to him as much as I would like to, you know, I didn't ask, I didn't want to know about his background very much because I didn't want anything to jade me. I was just um, going to say that I just found out today that he's never had a live-in girlfriend and he's going to be 33 next month. I mean, that's a huge red flag right there. He's never been in a real long relationship, a real girlfriend relationship. And I think maybe that has a lot to do with his commitment issues, whatever. I'm not going to like sit here and put all the reasons why he doesn't want to be with me. The fact is he just doesn't. So that's... You know, that's kind so of So you void. don't need to fret another second or minute. You know why? Because you didn't even know enough about him. You didn't. And I know that there were a lot of red flags, like the fact that he had a cat, which you didn't, was a deal breaker for you, right? Yes. He lived in PB. Oh, he was yeah. cheap. The, like I could go on and on all these red cheap. flags. Yeah. And, and that bothered you, right? So it, those little things that are deal breakers for you, and if... Uh, they become even bigger deal breakers as, as time goes on because then when you start getting into fighting uh, arguments and all that kind of thing, then you start getting pissed off about that sort of thing. That's exactly so, what I said. Um, I said she yeah. was going to kick the cat so, one day. And the fact no. that he wants to live out in the country or something and you don't want to, like, because eventually when you do start getting more comfortable with the guy, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm not moving to the country. You're going to need to change for me. And then that's where but all the But you know what? I think that I'm, I don't, I don't agree with you because I am an optimist. I am a positive person. I feel, and I am a pleaser. And I think that I would, if I found the right person, I think I would do whatever they want like i do think that if i loved him i would move into the wilderness wow but i mean it's not like i don't see it i don't see me doing that but i know that i would i just know myself okay but then that's not a deal breaker well i don't is there ever really deal deal breakers is there ever really absolutely there are i think there are deal breakers there's things that are negotiables and non-negotiables like drugs and Um, alcohol to be yeah like your must-haves and your turn-offs and, you know, the things that are not so important to you. So negotiables are not deal breakers. They're issues that you can live with. And non-negotiables are issues that you won't compromise or that you won't compromise on because they go against your values. 
So a negotiable is something that, you know, does, doesn't offend your sense of integrity, but a non-negotiable does. So a non-negotiable might be something like religion or family values or, you know, bad habits, like if someone smokes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I did that too. You know, I, I dated a smoker, but all I did throughout our relationship was nag at him for smoking. And it's, he's like, listen, lady, like you took me this way. And he was right, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, you really, um, there are such things as deal breakers, things that are really going to bother you down the road. You need to nip them in the butt in the beginning and just don't date someone that has those characteristics. Yeah, I get that. Well, one thing I will say about Jess here is that she she does, you know, make decisions and stick with them. And for example, she's saying right now that, you know, they're done. She's not going back. Even if he comes back around, she's already made the decision in her mind of what direction she's going to go in. So I kind of applaud her for that because she does do that. Whereas a lot of people, myself included, would would continue to try to make it work and stay in it longer than you should. And or it just drag become, it on yeah, or like just yes, hook up with it, each other. Cause exactly. Because it I feels good. I won't do any right, of that. And it doesn't right. feel good. And it only is going to drag things on and make things harder and make things more difficult. And I feel like when you do do those things, there's a part of you that has a little bit of hope, you know, a little oh, bit yeah. more like maybe this could work out when it's never really going to work out. So why, like, yeah. why do that to yourself? It's, I don't want to do this again. Yeah. You know, I don't want to cry another day over this. I want this well, to happen. He, I want to talk about it. Him? What? Did you ask him why he broke? Did he break up with you? Pretty much. I guess. Yeah. He dumped me. <laughs> <laughs> I was dumped. <laughs> you know what? It, 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 it could be, anything right it could be maybe you were showing signs of neediness you know what it was he said that um everything was there that he really liked me that there was there was no missing parts except the fact that he had wandering eyes when he wasn't with me and that bothered him and that he's had he's he's had a lot of relationships where he didn't have wandering eyes but there was other things missing and that this one that everything else was there but he didn't like the fact that he had wandering eyes without me and okay and I appreciate that honesty a lot like I don't want anybody who's ever going to cheat on me or think about cheating on me right and I I appreciate I appreciate him so much for not he could be selfish and he could have dragged this on and he didn't yeah he did you a favor Jess he did you a favor and there's so many fish in the sea it's hard to find them these days but you'll find one exactly I'm not even worried about it I am not either, by the way. I know how <laughs> how you are. You'll you'll have a new guy here probably by tonight. You know, <laughs> at some point. Not by tonight, I saw a picture but... of you, Jess. You're really cute. You've got this like so girl next door cutesy look to you. I actually hear that a lot. The girl next door. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'll take it. No, it is a good thing. No, it's as a, a good thing. I find that a lot of guys are attracted to that type of girl. Like the girl next door, a girl who can dress up, but then also dress down and just be comfortable in her own skin. You know, you don't have to wear gobs of makeup all the time. You strike me as that type of girl. Exactly. I think I am. Yep. I will be just fine. I have a little moments of weakness here, but I'll be fine. This is also fresh. You know, it just happened a few hours ago. So it was kind of like taken by by surprise. Yeah, but I was too. I, I saw the text and I was like, what? Yeah, I think that it's a... Uh, I think this is all about uh, all a part of dating and I'm so happy to share this with our listeners because this is what dating is and that you you take things from this and you learn from every person you meet 
as long as you're learning something that you can bring to the next relationship, I think it'll get me, you know, one step closer to really finding the person that I love and my forever because my ex-husband wasn't either. He, we had lots of deal breakers and I think that I uh, gave him, I always gave way more than he ever gave me. And I just, I want to find the equal, you know, the make the even playing field. Mm-hmm. So Laura, what but advice do you say, have? I, I always, I always say that the guy, the, the guy should, should be in love with the girl just a little bit more than the girl in love with the guy. I agree with that 100%. Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I guess I do, but I do agree, believe that in any relationship, someone does like a little bit more than the other person. It's never equal. I think there's always someone that, that is in the driver's seat, so to speak. What, what, do, you, do you agree with that, Laura? Uh, well, you know, it's not something that it could be frowned upon, you know, me saying that. Yeah, and I actually left it out of my book. My editor was like, you should probably take this out. Um, but, you know, just talking to a lot of my female friends and over the years, and, and the thing is, is was like, Women, when they tend to cheat, it's because they're with someone that they shouldn't have been with in the beginning, and there's just no attraction there, and they might have married for comfort or money or whatever, um, or they'll cheat because, you know, the guy's pretty much emotionally left the relationship, and he's not giving her the attention that mm-hmm. she needs, where a guy tends to cheat, not because he doesn't love his wife, but because guys are just wired differently, you know, and they think about sex a lot of the time, not saying that that women don't, but it's just different. And they can be totally in love um, with their wife, but have another relationship with somebody else. So, um, which is so, so yeah. crazy so that's to me. Why I think that I think that, you know, women need to keep men on their toes. They need to, to keep them guessing sometimes and just you know they need to play hard to get on and not play hard to get um but just be busy have your own thing going on be attractive you know it makes you more attractive when you actually have your own hobbies and your own interests and i agree uh, and laura for everything yeah i will say too like once i started bringing down my walls i feel like i was always available no matter what And that's kind of when the table started turning. So I couldn't agree more that like, okay, I bring down my walls. I'm, you know, I'm not dating other people. I'm only dating him. It's like once he had me, he's like over me. I just feel that that is definitely something that's true. Like I was always just available, even though I didn't even want to be available. But it was like I wanted to be with him. So I don't know. It's just such a cat and mouse game that is exhausting. And unfortunately, unfortunately, you almost have to play a game in the beginning. And I hate to say that. Cause people no, say, trust well, I don't me. Like I know. Games. I don't like to play games. But in the beginning, you almost have to, even though you want, there's that saying, you know, like, when you, um, if you think about it, when you really like someone, they usually back away. But when you don't like someone, they're always like after you, you know, because you always want what you can't have. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Right? So you almost have to play it cool in the beginning and take the But then for how long? Slow. Like I played it cool and then I let it go and then it's like and you know that's when you you know I played it real cool for a while. You did. I just brought down my wall. So I feel like how long do you do that? Because you can't just do well, it, it forever. Eventually how, you got to uh, yeah. stop. Yeah, I guess it's just every situation is different, every relationship is different. It depends how like were you always available? Just re- recently, I was more available recently. because I, was, yeah, I wasn't I so was dating anymore. So, of course, I wasn't going out. 
I wasn't, you know, I was trying to be more, just uh, more like a, ready for a relationship. Like a girlfriend. Yeah, more like a... to be like a girlfriend. wrong with that. Yeah, I was, I was being more respectful. That, I wasn't yeah. going out and partying. Yeah. I didn't need to go out on a Wednesday night anymore because yeah. I, had a, I had a guy I was seeing. Yeah. So I, I don't... I, I know that I didn't do anything wrong. Right. I think that I did all the right steps no. and all the right things. Agreed. And that it just I happened agree. to not work out. <laughs> no, this is perfect, so actually. Maybe he just decided in his head that you just were not the one. Yeah, and that and I um, I couldn't be more grateful for his honesty because he likes me and, and he he knows it's going to be worse without me for a while. And I feel that he could have been selfish and he could have dragged this on even yeah. for a month or two more months yeah. just because it's convenient and I was there and like sex was good like. I'm right. I'm more grateful that he is an honest person, and I, maybe that's why it kind of hurts a little bit more. So, so who brought up who brought this up? How did the how did the conversation start? Like, did you bring it up because you were feeling no, something? No, he called was, me. Oh, he called me this okay. morning, yeah, okay. and said that he wanted you know to what, talk Devin, about it. And I think Tony's right. He will come back around. Most guys do. Yeah, we're they kind do. of idiots. So. Come back around again. <laughs> <laughs> be, I love that he always calls there. himself an idiot. <laughs> But he, it could be that he's unsure about you, but he's going to go out there again. He's going to be dating around, and then he's going to be like, you know, I really miss that Jess. There's something about her. Maybe I was wrong. And well, of course, but then around. a little and too I'm late. Really interested to know, I know, right? Well, but here's they the deal. Do that a lot. Jess is a catch, and I think that he's going to realize that, and and hopefully I think he's he already listening. knows it. Um, and and you know, guys, sometimes they do think that the grass is greener on the other side, you know. And like you said, once we have, you know, what you want, what you can't have. Once you have it, you don't want it. So you know, maybe he'll realize that hey, it's not that great out there, you know. And when you find someone that is pretty awesome, maybe you need to, you know. But Laura, stick how with about dating? Laura, how about you give dating? us some tips about like to people about dating? Give us tips such as in general, because I know it's not easy out there. I know that he's going to miss me, whatever. Like, I'll miss mm -hmm. him. It's not going to be easy to find somebody else like him. I know that I'm going to feel the same ways that he's going to feel probably in a month from now, because it's just not easy to find a connection with somebody. Mm -hmm. But his biggest thing was this 95% missing this 5%, this wandering eyes. That is a concern, and I think that it's good that he had these feelings. Is that usually a deal breaker? Is that normal? Yeah. What the, uh a deal breaker if the guy has wandering eyes. Don't yes. all guys have wandering eyes? No, not necessarily. I'm no. not going to answer this part. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> Tony said he has wandering eyes all the time. That's a guy. Was he in, was he online dating? Yeah, that's how we met. Okay, well, see, and that's the thing. That's the problem with, just before I get into my tips, that's the problem with online dating nowadays, and I talk about it in my book. It's called the paradox of choice, and what happens is because there are so many options out there. People are on apps, people like Tinder, like um, all these different dating sites. There are so many people and, and they have so much choice that it's hard to get away. Like once you start dating someone, it's hard to get away from that. And mm -hmm. then you start meeting new people and then and it's addiction. Think, okay, well, there's something, there's a little thing wrong with her. So I'm just going to like, maybe she's not the one. And then I'm going to keep going because I'm going to find the perfect person. So people are looking for this perfect mold mm -hmm. and it's not out there. It's, you know what I mean? So it's, you're right, Tony. They think the grass is greener on the other side, but that's not necessarily true. I agree 100%. I, I, I call it that uh, the fast food nation. You know, we're so used to being able to get it's everything true. instantaneously yeah. and go through the drive through and get everything you want. And I think in dating, we sometimes think that it's just going to be a fairy tale and all going to be easy and everything's going to be great. And you're going to be at 100%, not 95. And, and so and you keep that, going. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that's what the problem is today. Dating, it's it, with with all the resources we have, dating has become even more difficult than ever, and that's that's why because because um, you have there's just too much choice. There and really another is. reason is because people bring their baggage from one relationship to the next, and they they don't get over their 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 that relationship. Um, they just they hate to be alone, and then they move from one relationship to another, and then they carry that baggage, and they don't do the work on themselves. Exactly, um, I strive yeah. for that is to make sure that I would I don't do that, and to just be independent and be single and just enjoy who I am with myself, by myself, for myself. Like th- those are the things that I do do, and I I know that somebody else will come along and who's not going to be, who's going to be 75% or 85%, but I don't think that I would let that stop bringing down my walls and bringing somebody in because I just, I think it takes a long time to get to 100%. I don't think you get to 100% in two months. No, and it's hard to, like, you might not get to 100%, and I don't think you need to be in a perfect place, but you need to be in a good place, and you need to ask, like, you need to be ready to date, so you need to ask yourself that question, you know, would you date you? And if the question, if the answer Duh. is no, then you're not Of course not I would ready. date me. <laughs> I, I knew that. I knew that answer. I was looking at you like, I know she's going to say, duh. <laughs> Laura, so I would totally date myself. No, I'm amazing. Ready. Okay, then you're ready to date. So, um, and, you know, and it's, it's important to be in a good and happy place in your life if you want to attract the person you're looking for because you need to keep in mind that the law of attraction is always in effect. You attract who you are. So if you think negatively, then you'll attract more of what you don't want. When you think positively, you'll attract more of what you do want. Laura, I think that we are like related because I, I feel energy is so important and I just always want to put these positive vibes out in the universe. And I think people feel your energy. And I think that's like one light that I really do have that, that I uh, am proud of myself for having. I would agree with that. I think, and you said you're intuitive, so am I. I think yeah. that's why I can be a matchmaker. I think I am a matchmaker. I just matched up my friend and another guy. Well, match me up, man. What have you been doing? You're you a matchmaker? And you've been, and <laughs> I'm going to come work for her, Laura. Yeah. I'm done with you. I'm coming on her show. <laughs> Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself real quick because I want to back up a little bit um, so we can let our listeners know about you, where you're from, uh, about your book. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Um, so I am from Toronto, Canada, and I started a company called Single in the City about 15 years ago, and the company started off as like a speed dating company, and I hosted events, and then, um, years down the road, you know, I had people might, you know, wasn't successful for everybody, and people wanted the more personal approach, so I started matchmaking, and then helping people as well through date coaching, um, and then I decided to write a book. My book is called Single in the City. Um, from there's uh, from hookups and heartbreaks to love and life mates, tales and tips to attract your perfect match. And that just launched February seventh. I can't wait to um, read it. And I, I know I, I should send you one. Um, the um, the reason I wrote the book was I mean there's so many reasons, but uh, basically. Um, I wanted to help women and men conquer their dating and relationship fears. And a lot of books are, you know, geared more towards the woman because they they buy more books, right? But it just didn't feel right for me because I deal with so many men. Uh-huh. So it's like, well, I have to help the men too. So it's great. They need the help more. We, we definitely need the help. Uh, 
You get well. I know some women that need help as well. Of course, that's crazy. Yes, but men. Yeah, but you're right. Men do need a little bit. <laughs> they more do help. just um, a little bit more. So the book has the two different perspectives. So um, and and plus, you know, like dating should be a fun and positive experience, right? And not one that leaves people anxious just thinking about dating. So it should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of people out there that I. I feel like uh, they don't really understand themselves. So they don't know what strengths and weaknesses that they bring to a relationship. You know, and a lot of people are searching for a relationship based on what they can get out of it rather than what they can contribute to the relationship. So when we approach our relationships with a, you know, a greater understanding of our own inner self, then we can better identify who we really connect with. And, you know, a start, and that's how you can really start attracting the right people. So many people that I talk to, and I see it through matchmaking, I mean, they base attraction on what the person looks like. You know? Right. And that's wrong. It's okay to be attracted to the person, but just because you're attracted to someone doesn't mean they're for you. It doesn't, you have to have that compatibility as well. You have to have both. Right? I couldn't agree more, but, to be honest. But like, so many, yeah, but so many people just base it on, okay, okay, so maybe we don't have any interest, but he's so hot. Like, I want to date him, right? But see, and I don't ever, think, yeah, that doesn't, it's never going to work. No. Agreed. I mean, and, and, and if you look at it, like, I dated, and, and that was me. That was me. I always looked at looks first. You had to look this way. But then, you know, down the road, it's like, we don't get along, you know, and the things that I loved about him in the beginning, I started hating about him. And, and it, it's just like, yeah, you're not my match. So it doesn't matter how hot you are, you, you know, you're not for me. So it's important, I think, for people, and there's a lot about this in the book, is to date outside your comfort zone, you know, because your type may have changed and you don't even know it. And it's like give people chances. People don't give people chances. Like, exactly. Oh, I like shoes. But that's I what like I shoes. did. I gave somebody a chance and then, then I got dumped. It's okay though, Jess. Just <laughs> no, I right think that guy. it's good. It's all part of dating because I never would have done this and it's, it feels good to do it. I just laugh because it's like, this is what, of course what happens to me, you know? I meet this guy. I'm like, I'm never going to see him again. And the next thing you know, I date him for a few months and then I'm the one. It's not me, it's you. You know, the typical like breakup, it just kills me. Anyway, I can't help but stop laughing go on Laura already over it (laughs) you're already I think she is over it (laughs) I'm just laughing because I was like I I'm doing all the things that you say but I think that's what makes it so great and why I'm learning from this because you have to otherwise I will be single forever if I don't open up and give somebody a second chance and go on the second date I think not enough people don't do it. You have to open up your heart and be vulnerable. Yes. um, At some point, or you're never going to fall in love, right? Yeah. Like there are so many second time arounders that where when they were single, you know, it was so different. There was no online dating. Online dating only started getting popular like 15 years ago when I started. If that really, I remember back then. Like, everybody hit their profiles. And, you know, nowadays, if you hide your profile, like, you're You're, you're swiped to the left. <laughs> That's right. So, um, and also, yeah, because there's there are so many second-time arounders. So, you know, this book will help you uh, navigate the modern dating world, you know? I can't um, wait to read it, Laura. You have to send me a, a copy. I, got, I have to read I this book. I promise I will send you a copy for sure. I'm so excited. Tell yeah. our listeners uh, the name of it again and where they can find it. The book is called Single in the City 
from hookups and heartbreaks to love and life mates, tales and tips to attract your perfect match. And it's available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, um, Chapters Indigo. I don't know if you have that in the States, but we do here in Canada. And um, basically, yeah, you can get it online. So find it, listeners. This is great stuff. I'm excited to, to get into this book. What other tips do you have for your matchmaking skills? I kind of want to hear about this. What do you mean tips? Like, what do you, what do you tell people? What, what, like, what do you look for in, an, in a partner, I guess? Um, well, it doesn't matter what I tell people. They don't really listen to me. <laughs> they, don't, they don't listen to us either. People want what they want, right? Um, I, I mean, I always tell people that they should look for commonalities. I mean, people basically know what they're looking for. Um, I think some people are really unrealistic, you know, in what they're looking for. You know, I might get, come on, like I might get a guy who's, you know, I'll just give you an example. I'm not picking on guys, okay? But I'm just saying. I might get a guy who's, um, you know, overweight, but he's looking for some really fit, you know, young girl or something. And it's like, well, what do you have to offer this girl, you know? Totally. That's a good point, actually. It's so true. It is a good point because it makes my job so difficult. Like, I got a a guy the other day, and two of them, and I asked them to send me pictures of the girls that they, you know, are normally attracted to or date. They send me these, like, supermodels. I'm, I'm like, seriously, like, you know those Instagram perfect mm-hmm. photo yeah, supermodels? Yeah, like, good type? luck. I, I wouldn't even like, cut the list, and they're fat. I was, I was like, dudes, these girls don't go to matchmakers, and if they do, they're looking for, like, multimillionaires. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I'm a realist, right? I'm going to tell you the way it is, but... Do you find yeah, that people don't want to hear the truth, though? So when you tell people that, do they? how do they respond to that? I don't, they just kind of look at me, but I tell them straight. I'm just going to be like, if this is what you're looking for, then it's going to be really hard for me to find you somebody because like as much as people have to understand something, matchmaking is a two-way street. So you could be looking for that specific type of person, but they Mm -hmm. also have to be looking for you. And I'm not the type of matchmaker to set people up just to set them up. I only set people up if I feel that they should really meet, but I won't go out of my way and just go, okay, well, right. just shut you up, go on this date. I don't do that. Right. I only set you up if, 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 if it's going to be a good, if I think it's going to be a good date. If I well, I do cross borders, there. Laura. So if you know anybody over there. Wow. You're <laughs> to that point. You're already trying to go to Canada to get this, get the next <laughs> dude. Jeez. I'm, I'm just saying. Let's if get through the weekend the here right and one. then. <laughs> Then we'll make some hard decisions on, like, Tuesday, okay? Come on. It's funny. It's good stuff. How are you guys going to do your podcast? Tony, you're going to have to move with her. Oh, I know. No, we, well, no, you know. No, the guy would move for me, Laura. Come on. We can figure out the phone thing now, so I'm completely fine with her going to <laughs> Toronto or Ottawa or wherever she wants to go now to find this, this dude. Maybe I'm, a foreign guy is the right guy for you. He'd have to be a right mil- multi-millionaire <laughs> in she's, Canada. She's willing to move for money, right? And love. And love. I need love still. So, Laura, you made a good point. I think I think the point, uh, what I'm taking away from this is that we, we need to have realistic expectations because otherwise we're just going to constantly be disappointed or looking for the next looking best for thing. the wrong thing. Like, exa- you know, like the example you gave. I mean, if you know, if we're just constantly trying to date supermodels, obviously supermodels, you know, they have their pick of the litter. So 
we're just going to constantly be disappointed. So we need to, I think, uh, and realize what we can realistically, I guess, get and what we should be looking for yes. maybe. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, and, and I give a, a huge example of this in my book, Single in the City. I, the guy that I, um, that's in the book, my boyfriend, he was not my type. Like, I, I was used to dating, like, these big jockey guys, you know, 6'2", and they were always in the gym, and, um, like, they were usually six years younger than me, and then along comes my boyfriend, and, uh, yeah, he's a hockey player, but he's not, like, some big, he I can't even get him in the gym, you know what I mean? But he'll play hockey, he's still active, mm-hmm. but he was six years older than me. So I questioned it in the beginning, I was like, wow, this guy's not my type, but I'll give it a shot. Well... He's like the best guy I ever dated in my life. Like he treats me. You need to find someone who's going to you're going to be compatible with, right. who gets you, who lets you be who you are, and who treats you like gold. Treats you, respects you, talks you know doesn't talk down to you, and and really like is your going to be your partner in crime. Because as we get older in life, life gets tough. People pass away. Our parents pass away. Grandparents like things happen in our lives where we need someone who's going to be a rock beside us not someone who doesn't give a crap about you can i say crap yes of course you could say shit well not somebody who doesn't (laughs) you know what i mean like you want someone that at the end of the day you can lean on their shoulder and they can be like it's going to be okay honey you know so someone who respects you and loves you and just because they're not like dropped at gorgeous you get you know people become more attractive too and of course you have to have attraction i believe that you yeah do, but there doesn't have to be that initial like oh your heart's like pumping out of your chest but then right. why do you want that anyways those kind of relationships are just like you're always wondering where they are what they're doing are they cheating on me oh my god i love think i love them so much oh my god like, yeah. i have one of those too and i, I don't couldn't like agree that more with you on all <laughs> this of this such a good point this is why you're an expert by the way but this is why i'm so good at dating laura because these are all the things that i do and these are all the things that like i felt so good about this person because it wasn't like we met and i was oh i had to have him or had to date him but he did all the right things and said all the right things and like would be that person that my ex-husband never was. You know, my ex-husband wasn't, I could, I couldn't go home and have a bad day. I couldn't go home and be in a bad mood and somebody tell me it'll be all right. So I did meet somebody who did all of those things. And I think that's why I was so attracted to him, which made him more attractive, which makes me why I cry about it. But I know I'll be fine. But don't but cry I just, about I'm, it, Jess. Because I'm not. I'm proud of myself. He yeah, but he could have been faking it. Right? Yeah. Like people, no, he wasn't. You don't, you don't truly know people until, like, you start to really get to know someone after, like, the th- three-month mark. Yeah. When their true colors start coming out. Totally. So I know you think he might have been a certain way, but maybe he's not, right? Yeah. Like, uh, they, people put on a good show in the beginning to win someone over. Right. Says all really, the right things. Really yeah. know him that well. You yeah. don't. So that's how you're going to get over it because you're going to go, you know what? I didn't really know him the end of the day laura was right i didn't really know him that well right yeah he didn't that's so a good it point could be that you're he's not he could not be your match and you don't want to be stuck with someone down the road who's not your match totally of course not so so laura back to you you are you do you have a boyfriend is this still your boyfriend the the hockey player still my boyfriend yeah oh so well congrats for like almost six years wow and, um yeah, and you know what? I'm not even married, and I don't feel the need 
to have to get married. Mm-hmm. I always watch that show, Say Yes to the Dress, love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've Dreamy. never been one of these people who dreamt about my wedding or feels like I need to get married to validate my relationship. I think we're good the way we are. We're both happy this way. And I don't, uh, I don't think, and people are like, well, you know, that goes against what you do. And I'm like, well, not really, because I'm in a fully committed relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm two not people that love each else. other. Yeah. yeah. I think that is yeah, great. I think need that, that little piece of paper, that's it. And we too have many people do that though. You know? Too many people really only care about the ring or really only want the wedding when it's with the wrong person, but they're so desperate. So I think that it's amazing to be that confident in your relationship that you don't need that piece of paper. You don't need that ring. And some people just, you know, I ask people sometimes, like, you know, you've been married once. Why do you need to get married again? I see people sometimes are married. Like I know uh, this, um, this other expert, um, Valerie Gibson, she's, uh, you guys might want to have her on sometime. She's awesome. She's a, she's, uh, she's got a book called The Later Dater, but she talks about the cougar. She, she started the cougar movement. Ooh, no women I like her already. Yeah. We need to talk to she's her. So, <laughs> oh, she's amazing. No, she's amazing. She was on my radio show and stuff too. Um, but she always talks about, um, uh, oh, she's been married three or four times. And I say, Valerie, like, Why? I don't get that. I, I just what was I, the name I of her book understand. again? Uh, the Later Dater. Later Dater. One of them is uh, Cougar something Cougar. She started the Cougar movement. That is wow. too like, funny. Where yeah. is she? Is she in Canada or here in America? She's in Canada. She's like this we'll find older her. lady. She's got re- you'll find. Oh, you'll find her. Tell just her more about a, pr- a great stalker. So she'll, she'll I get always this. have her. Yeah, I always like include her in things because she's she's well spoken and she knows her stuff and nice. she's all about the. Like empowering the the woman over fifty, and she think you know you, you're sexy, and when you're in bed with a guy, it doesn't matter. Like if you're you know your boobs are sagging down to your. <laughs> oh my! That's not what they're they're not what not that's not what they're thinking about. You know, like they're you know just keep them happy in the bedroom, and I don't know. You you have to talk to her. We she's, definitely uh, do. Yeah. Else. Yeah. So so Laura, <laughs> you with. With your boyfriend, did you you mentioned that you normally don't date that type of guy? What made you give him a chance, though? That that's kind of interesting to me. That if that's um, not your type, because, how did he become your type? Uh, because I was I had been da- I dated a ton. Mm-hmm. I had been you know online dating and even I like running thousands of events uh, through Single in the City. I I wouldn't dabble, so I wouldn't really meet guys. Like there were guys sometimes where I like, oh, I want to date him, but I wouldn't because, you know, I didn't want to get a bad name. Here I am dating all the guys. I met tons of guys, but again, what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, you know, a lot of them were insecure. I I had to change my behavior a little bit because I think guys perceive me as like the party girl, right? Mm -hmm. So I started to tone it down a little. And then that's when I started to... Um, meet the right kind of guy for me, you know, like Dean is his name. Mm-hmm. He's more suited or suitable for me. Um, what attracted me to him, the fact that he let me, like, I could be myself around him and the fact that I, uh, yeah, I, and his laughter, you know, he's always happy. He wasn't miserable and grumpy. So many people walk around like miserable, or, or I couldn't agree or, more. I think that's why a big reason my ex-husband it was so bad because he was so negative. I I I oh. literally lived my entire life trying to make him happy and nothing made him happy. But I'm just no. such a positive person that 
it didn't it didn't bother me as much but looking back was just it's like this cloud that follows them around them and it's just so it sucks the life out of you mm-hmm. it's really yeah, sad so that's what attracted me to dean yeah happy he was always happy positive like a bright energy source you know so you got so, out of your um, normal it, comfort zone, gave him a shot, and look at look at where you're at now, right? Ah, that's right. You we give us hope, nice Laura. There is hope out there. Got my pool last year. You know, I always wanted a pool. I got my pool. You know, things are good. Oh, I and love no, it. He didn't buy it. <laughs> We're pretty much fifty-fifty. <laughs> you know. Well, tell uh, us. Do you guys want some quick? You got some quick tips? Yes. Yeah, of let's course. Hear them. I know you guys asked me earlier, but God knows I need them. Yep. I think that I've been giving you some of them, though. Like, no, you've yes. been, your stuff's been chances. great. Um, so, you know, some other tips that I gave you a few, but is don't leave your life, uh, your, okay, don't leave your love life to chance because Romeo is not going to come sweep you off your feet. You know, you need to get out there and approach people. And nowadays, even as a woman, you need to approach guys sometimes because the good ones get taken quickly. And I don't mean approaching someone by going, hey, I saw you from over there. I think you're really hot. But, you know, find an excuse to talk to people. And I coach a lot of guys that tend to be on the shy side. So I always suggest practicing, you know, practicing having conversations with people everywhere you go. If you go to the grocery store, talk to the grocery store clerk. If you go to the gym, talk to someone at the gym. If you're in the elevator, say something about the weather. And, and and once you start doing that, you start becoming a little bit more comfortable so that when you see that person that you're attracted to, you're not as shy to talk to them. Um, what else? Oh, another thing is I always suggest is to go speed dating. Like, I mean, it's such a great way. To I haven't tried it. I want people. to. Like, you should try it. And, and, and it's such a, a great way to put yourself out there. And, I mean, you're forced to have conversations. Um, and also like if you are dating a lot, you know, I always tell people to prepare for the date, know about things that are going on in your environment or, you know, what's going on around you, what's happening in the news, um, have questions at the tip of your tongue that you can ask people, think outside the box, talk about things that make you interesting. People want to, uh, imagine themselves with someone exciting. So what makes you exciting, you know, and it could be that you're, telling the same story every time but but that's okay because you're meeting different people yeah totally Um, yeah and always you know if you are single and you're looking always look good when you go out because you never know when someone's going to cross your path I agree more I I couldn't agree more with you and one thing I used to do is like I'm all about taking chances and risks okay me too I think we're a lot alike Laura I used to write my little my number down on a piece of paper if I saw a guy let's say at the grocery store or something and I would just go right up to him and say oh hi um (laughs) I just uh, you know I just noticed you from over there if you're single I'm not sure if you are maybe you know here's my number give me a call maybe we can go have a drink or something and I just throw him the number and run off (laughs) I (laughs) love it it well, I'm, t- I'm taking your notes. I'm going to start doing that. Well, you know, we did a whole podcast about organic dating and me going out and getting digits. And obviously <laughs> that's, it's not an issue for a girl to get digits. It's definitely not a problem, but, um, it's, it's a fun, it puts yourself out there. And I think that more females especially should do it because why, I think that online, like you said, the online dating is, it's almost too easy and people are just always looking out for the next best thing. And then 
you show up on these dates and they don't look like their photos or they're boring or like you just can read a lot more when you see somebody in real life. So true. I think it's and good I to think put it sets you there. apart. If you're as a girl, if you come up to a guy and ask for his, you know, or give him your number or ask for his number, whatever it is, th- nobody's doing that. Like girls rarely do that. So I think it, it does make you stand out in a crowd. Yeah. I think that it's I, a good thing. I don't thing. know if I would feel comfortable asking for a guy for his <laughs> number like that. I hadn't, uh, you want to, you like to hand sure it off you, and run. Either, <laughs> I love you're it. You're going to hand it. You're either going to hand it off and high run, school style. You're going to spark off a conversation. And I got business about, cards. Exactly. And there's more about approaching people uh, in my book. Like I have different examples, but in a nutshell, you want to, um, you want to start up a conversation about something going on in your surrounding. So you want to notice something about something going on, and then, then you want to spark up a conversation. I you like don't want it. You want to just go to someone and go, hey, I think you're cute. Can I have your number? No. Like, right. Psycho person. Someone, right? someone smart told me, you know what you do, Laura. Let me give you a tip. Is you hand them your phone and say, hey, would you mind taking a photo? And then... That starts a conversation. They take a photo of you. you then you can yeah. start talking to them. It's genius. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I started dating it's this great. stupid guy, and so I didn't even get to do it. So now I do. We're, yeah, we're going to go. Um, Jess and I, uh, she has a bachelorette party tonight, and we're actually going on a bruise cruise, which is like a, a beer fest on, on a boat. So a good thing mm-hmm. you can do, Jess, is when you see a guy that you're interested in, go up to him and talk about the beer. Be like, oh, what beer is that? Where'd you get it from? What do you think about it? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I got That's it all. Day. I'm getting some it. digits tonight, oh, you know Laura. Have Tonight's you had your night. This type of beer. There you go. Have you had this type of beer before? I'm thinking about having. It. Is it any good? You know. That's how you spark up a conversation. Yeah. Totally. And guys but, love girls yeah. that talk about beer. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Perfect. Why not? And no sex on the first date, please, or the second. You I know, have a 60-day rule, Laura. I'm like rough. Okay. I, but I'm wait, a, you did not use your 60-day rule. Pretty much, I did. You did. Yeah. Okay. It was. Clo- it was close. It was close. All right. Yeah, I do a 60 day rule. And that's that I think that it I mean, it doesn't have to be totally 60 days, but I think that you need to date somebody long enough to make sure that they're there for all the right reasons before you give it up. So I do. I I abide by those rules. I have no problem with that rule. uh, Two two more. um, Two more tips before I have to go. Get, Get out there as much as possible, too. So, you know, join different groups. If you're interested in volleyball, join a summer volleyball league, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or I don't know, in Canada here, we have meetup groups. I don't know if you have them there. We do. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, stuff like that. Um, you know, find new friends, new social circles means uh, meeting new people. Someone, they might have the perfect person for you. I agree. And I love that. Off- and keep the first date short. I always say no more than an hour. And the reason I say that is because sometimes people get foot in the mouth disease. They're sitting there sitting down and going, oh my God, this is going so well, so well. And uh, and then you just want, you're so excited and you just want to keep talking and talking. But then as you keep talking, you get more comfortable with the person. And then you start saying stupid things that you shouldn't be saying on the first date. That is (laughs) such a good And then you're like, oh, I don't know why he never called me. We hung out for three hours. Well, that's because you started saying stupid things that you shouldn't be talking about on a first date. Yes, that is so perfect, which is why I think lunch is a perfect first Uh, date because it's short. Just lunch. I'm downloading it. And then you're out, right? What do you think about that, Laura? Lunch? Is that a good one? Good first date? Lunch is good. Lunch is good. Coffee dates, lunch dates, a drink, like a cocktail. Gotcha. Um, But not a weekend getaway camping together or anything like that, right? Heck no. Heck no. (laughs) 
you know, maybe taking a stroll in a park, like a busy park, not, you know, a desolate park. Yeah, because you don't know if this person's <laughs> um, a psycho and, you know. Right. Right, okay, right. good, you good point. You always be safe, right? You yeah. always want to meet people, strangers, in a place where there, you know, there are a lot of people around. You don't want to take any chances because you don't know who you're meeting. You know, going to grab a, an ice cream, walking down da- downtown somewhere, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. if you both have animals, like a dog, taking your dogs for a walk. I'm just going to borrow somebody's cool. dog. That's all right. Yeah, I got we've already this. got Jess. She trust. That's one of her challenges is to get digits by uh, going to a dog park, but she doesn't have a dog, so we have to find her a dog first. I will. Well, Laura, tell us where we can find you one more time, all of our listeners. Well, I do have a blog as well. It's on singleinthecitydating.com. Um, that is, and my website is also singleinthecity.ca, but my equivalent is singleinthecitydating.com. I couldn't even take singleinthecity.com because somebody had it before I even registered the name. Shame on them. Mm-hmm. And then my book is called Single in the City. So, and there's diff- there's another one named Single in the City. So make sure it's the one by Laura Bellotta. And it's like got like an orangey color, like there's a martini glass on the front. Nice. There's lots of good little tips in there to help you find the person of your dreams oh i love it that's what we're trying to do thank you so much for joining us i loved all of your tips i'm definitely wrote them down and i'll be back out there here soon maybe not tonight tony but i'll be back out Tonight's on the market night. soon <laughs> i'm pimping but you out i'm thank pimping you, you out so tonight. much laura for listening to us keep singling okay thanks guys thanks for having me thank you bye bye